once again we caution you. These stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. Hello? Excuse me, son. Door's closed, mister. I'm not here for cigarettes or bubblegum, my boy. Can you tell me the name of the person who broke the record on that game over there and where I might find him? Alex Rogan. You're looking at him. Alex Rogan. Uh-huh. Who are you? Centauri's the name. I invented Starfighter, which is why I'm here. It is? It is. We have to talk about a matter of utmost importance. Step into my office. Podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. And I'm Brian Ellison. And you are here for episode 108. Um, Langley is away on a job and Heather is off on redshirt business. So it's just going to be me and Brian um, to discuss video game films. Uh, that is films based on video games. <laughs> well, now that's, that's an interesting topic because you have game uh, a movie like Tron for example right Tron right, right. is it, it's is a lot of people think that's a video game movie but it really isn't it's a film so we want to stay away from things like that I, I take it right well I think I think you bringing up Tron now sort of puts it out on the table and I think yeah. Tron is isn't based on a video game but it's totally about a video game Yes, yeah. interestingly, and I think I think the arcade game, which this is 1982 when Tron came out. Mm -hmm. I I don't know really what the time frame is between the film and the arcade game. It's almost like they kind of go together. Yeah, but, it, well, uh, it was but, it was part of a launch that Disney did, where d the idea yeah. was we're going to put a movie into a theater shortly after we put this game into arcades, and the idea was that one was going to linchpin off the other, and it worked for a lot, and it was a good game. Yeah, I've never. I don't think I ever played it. I don't remember playing it. Oh, I mean, I did. Go ahead. go ahead. No, no. Go I'll ahead. say I enjoyed the film, uh, and the film didn't do all that well in the beginning. It's become kind of a cult film. Yeah. But uh, could we say that that Tron really is the first of the genre, or do we do we not say that? Um, uh, I'm gonna say I'm looking through my notes real fast, but I'm gonna say that the first thing that I see. Is ninety three Super Mario Brothers? Super Mario Brothers, yeah. Um, before we get too deep in, into this, I want to ask you: Are do you game? Uh, video games? Yeah. No, not really. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, see, I, I, I back in the day, I did some arcade stuff. I'm more of a old school board gamer, so yeah, okay. video games, not so much. Um, yeah, my son is a went to school to do um, video game design, and so gro him growing up. A, it's hard not to think of him and video games in the same sort of breath um, yeah. because there was hours of us in his formative years, us just sitting on a couch playing like Halo or, you know, whatever. So, and to this day, I, uh, for Christmas, I got an Xbox one. So, you know, I, I, I game um, yeah. mostly when I'm on the couch and, um, you know, 
I can't really I guess, get my head together to do much else. I guess my credibility went right out the door with like, yeah, I'm not really a video gamer. But they're all constructs. They're all stories. It's all about um, true. Here's here's this idea, and now here's this idea brought to film. So I don't think you need to have played Mario Brothers to kind of get the idea, and to also see whether or not the film hit the mark or didn't. Yeah, because no one's. Uh, I mean, I played Pong back in the day, but no one's done a film on that, and, and, and they probably won't. So, wasn't I want to say there was some Pong action in um, the. Remember that Adam Adam Sandler movie Pixels? I had no desire to see that. I, know, so I, I, I mean, I can't remember no, I it because I didn't see it. But I want to say that in the trailer, I saw some homage or uh, homage to um, yes. Pong. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, they they did a. At least from the traders that I've seen, they did a nice job in trying to bring it in. Kind of a lot of the old school type games, yeah, more yeah, the yeah. arcade arcade type games. Yeah, Pac I just Man, etc. I played I played those. I played arcade games. Yeah, but those are years ago, so so uh, those really wouldn't count, I guess. Today, speaking of which, I just saw a trailer for the new Adam Sandler that Netflix is putting out, and oh, <laughs> oh, it looks horrible. What what is it? I don't even remember the name. It's it's somebody's a guy's name. And he's just sort of this nebbish in Hollywood, like interrupting. <laughs> you know, he's doing that sort of nasally voice thing, and and he's got glasses and high water pants. You know what I mean? And is this is he Adam Sandler, the new Jerry Lewis? What, what is this? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think he's nicer than Jerry. He might be. Yeah, Jerry can be pretty curmudgeon-y. Yeah, I love the uh, what's the Vice article online about um, Jerry Lewis is still alive and he's still an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that, I can um, see that. Super Mario Brothers. I'm, as I'm flipping through, through now, here. Now, one thing we we might want to talk uh, the because Super Mario Brothers, I guess you could say, is maybe the first, shall we say, Western film based on video games or American well, film. Because I mean, because Japan Japan has done a lot of stuff uh, on this as well, right? There's uh that predates I'm, Super Mario Brothers. I'm flipping through my notes here and what i see is there's a direct to video animation based on a game tenkai mike makyo jirai oboru hen that's uh, easy for you to say yeah uh that looks like it's in 1990 because there because because when i did some research japan did do a super mario brothers uh film apparently mm-hmm. uh, but back in 86 okay that would predate all of that yeah, and so, but I, but I don't know any. I don't really know much about it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm thinking it's an animated movie, but Probably, uh, yeah. in fact, uh, the let me see here. Uh, yeah, it's called Super Mario Brothers: The Great Mission to Rescue Princess Peach. It's an anime yeah, film. Yeah. So so are we counting anime films? Probably not. I would think. Well, I would think. I mean, we'll, we'll probably touch on a couple of those. I mean, you know, as we go through, there's there's a few. There's a. I'm, well, one I'll mention now is there's a Street Fighter 2 movie there, um, and a couple of others that I would mention. Um, since I'll mention them now, Sakura Wars, uh, there's a bunch of Dead Space stuff based on the um, video game Dead Space. Uh, one's called yeah. Downfall, one's called Aftermath. Um, there was a, ca- a cartoon in 2014 of based on Arkham Asylum. <clears throat> so they're out there. I mean, those are... And it's usually the way these things 
you know, at least initially get brought brought up because they're easier to, to do than a live action thing. Yeah, I, I would think that what we'll be discussing here tonight will be more live action films based yeah. upon video games. Because even even I would consider uh, the Final Fantasy movie, mm-hmm. which was which which was interesting, but it was a computer animated film. Yeah. You know what? That I'm... had tried to ape live action, right? It wasn't I have it animated like a typical Japanese anime film. Well, I have it on my list because like uh The Force Within, that was a that I that was a film. That was a solid film that just happened to be animated. It's like yeah. it's like um Tokyo Godfathers, which is a, a great film that just happens to be animated. And the computer thing doesn't take away from it where it might take away from something like some of the Halo cartoons got a little dopey. Yeah. Because in many ways, it seems to me, and this is this is this is an example of uh, what we could discuss here as far as how this genre got started. When we talk about films based upon video games, I'm thinking that the average person you'd be talking to would probably think, may think, I mean, that could be wrong, but may think live action movies. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there's lots of films that are animated that are based upon video games. Sure. And it, so, when we talk about the genre, are we talking about that entire genre? Are we talking about just live action films? What what really is our well, let's see focus where it, in a sense? Um, I don't know. As usual, I doubt that we have a focus. Just kind of <laughs> cruising along. Hey, you don't want the audience to know that. <laughs> but um, they, uh, I mean, it makes sense when you consider the the amount of money that was to be had in video yeah. games themselves. The step to film. Makes of course it makes sense, and um, the problem is is that there, what works on the video game usually didn't work on the screen because most of these adaptations early on are terrible. Yeah, and see that's the thing is I was trying to think to myself is is film are films based upon video games are they a genre? Can you say this is a genre like sci-fi, like horror, like westerns? And yeah, I, I I kind of agree because I mean there are many films which I'm sure we'll touch upon, but like the Resident Evil movies. I mean you can say those are action films, mm-hmm. but they are based upon video a video game. Yes, yeah, sci-fi so, action. Yeah. Whereas the animated video game films, eh, I think that they're just an extension of the video game. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Well, it's in every way that the uh, DC animation, Marvel animation wing of those companies that, you know, are making those things like the uh, DC doing the flashpoint paradox or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, 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 as an offshoot of that and an offshoot of the films in a backdoor kind of way. But you could put those, you could classify those as animation. Sure. Right. So if you have a super Mario brothers video game, and then you have a super Mario brothers animated film, and then you have a super Mario brothers live action film mm-hmm. i kind of put the first two together like one is just an extension okay. of the video game yeah and then I, I separate the third one out like live action seems to me that's a genre whereas an animated film based upon a video game is either an animated film or just an extension yeah. of the video game because the video games are animated yeah and and but essentially at least in today's the but, way they're done today but essentially it's all it's, it's a different it i think it's a different sort of attitude where a lot of times the 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 animated stuff it's it's product it's not really building it's not really uh 
you know, three act structure. It's not trying to elicit anything in the audience. It's not trying to be art where some of these at least take a stab at it where, you know, the Pokemon movies don't, but I think that, I think the Resident Evil movies were swinging for the fences. Um, I don't think yeah. they were, uh, they were, uh, fucking around when they were doing Prince of Persia. <laughs> so I think no, you're right. True. I think the live action stuff has a bit more weight to it. Um, but there's some good stuff in the animated, you know, so, so, uh, uh, it's not like unworthy of, of, examination i guess yeah nor would i say that i was just trying to think about what are the parameters of what you know is this a genre how does it work and why again easy question probably easily answered but why does hollywood seem to have a love affair now with animated or excuse me with uh with uh with video type games being turned into films is Mm -hmm. it just solely like hey this is a whole because many of these movies do not work Right. right, the live action stuff. They don't work and they don't make a lot of money. They're and do- typically it was go ahead. I was gonna say they're dopier than superhero movies because the premise is even more hard to swallow. Yeah, and what's interesting to me is that sometimes if you take certain genres, the sword and sandal genre, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Oliver Stone comes out with Alexander and suddenly that movie doesn't do well and they're like, Oh, we gotta stay away from this genre. This is not a genre people care about, right? Because one movie doesn't do well sometimes it kind of hurts the genre but with um, a live action video game movies it's like there are many many bad movies uh, but it doesn't seem to put a dent in the uh, hollywood still wanting to make these movies yeah nor there's like i was gonna i was about to say that there's nor for their zeal to remake them look at their how quickly no. they're rushing um this laura croft thing there's a new laura yeah, croft yeah. coming out yeah with alicia vikander as a young laura croft yeah it's called tomb raider Sure. Uh, but <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Um, if Hollywood makes these movies, and what it fascinates me is it's almost like they're trapped by this, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you look at a video game, and maybe it's extension, an animated film, is that by the very nature of the video game, it has to be, dare I say, one-dimensional, simplistic. It can be, you can have like a complicated universe, but ultimately what you're doing in there is kind of a simple narrative that goes in a linear way. So that doesn't really translate well for a successful film, I would think, right? Films, you almost have to change the dynamic of the video game. So if you change the video game, do you lose your video game audience? Are you shooting for the video game audience? Are you shooting for an audience outside of the video game audience? But, you know, I think that it's uh, uh, these days, a lot of the games that are out are they they strive to be cinematic. And the leap in um, from the Assassin's Creed game to the Assassin's Creed movie isn't a a large one. Um, It's cinematic. The game is cinematic. There's some very, you know, some cool stuff. And there's a lot of lock and key stuff. You know, go to this village and get the this. So you can bring it to that village to get to that. And that gives you a sword. Blah, 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 blah. And it's all about the acquisition of of stuff. You know, your inventory. So um, I don't think it's so far afield. But I think early on when they were trying to find their... um, uh, their footing, they committed a lot of the same crimes that the comic book movies did in putting uh, clearly miscast people in weird suits and thinking that they were gonna the suits were gonna sell it and nostalgia was gonna sell it. And like it, Super Mario Brothers, 
Yeah, exactly. Or Double Dragon, or the, or that Street Fighter film with Raul Julia and uh, what is Jean Claude Van Damme's in it? Still has the best line of all of these movies, though. Remember that line, the the Raul Julia, where that girl goes to him and says, "Oh, you wiped out my village. You killed my family. It's terrible. It's terrible. How could you do this?" And he says something to the fact that uh, the day that he had graced his vi- their village was the most important day of her life, but for him it was just a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the Tuesday. Yeah, um, and it wasn't until I think the first. But that's one... it for that movie. That the line. That the only thing. That movie was terrible. Oh, yeah, terrible. The, terrible. Double, the Double Dragon movie is is awful as well. And it wasn't. I think Mortal Kombat came out, and that was the first one that actually kind of hit and resonated with with a, a lot of people. Uh, the game was already out. It was already popular. Yeah. And then the the movie came out, and it was you know. Those movies are what they are. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat's interesting because I think you're right. That that seemed to be that seems to be the movie when you ask people like, "What's the best video game movie?" Uh, that usually makes the list. No one seems to like Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which was the sequel, mm-hmm. which really did not do too well at the box office. But people seem to like Mortal Kombat uh, well enough. I do too. I, I think it's a fun movie. It's it's uh, certainly a movie I, I've watched a couple of times. Also. It's kind of important because that was a movie that uh, Paul W.S. Anderson directed, whose name will be popping up here as we go along, yeah. um, because he's done a lot of uh, uh, films based upon video games, including the Resident Evil series. Um, and it had that awesome soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Great soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. So I think that movie does seem to resonate with people when you talk about this subject. Um yeah, and the Resident Evil. There's uh, this week the new, the final chapter. Wait. Yes, I I saw it. Wait, so did you? Talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, good. That's good. Um, yeah. Also, too, I forgot to mention, Mortal Kombat actually had a TV series. Remember that? No. Yeah, there was a TV series in the late '90s, um, and uh, it was called Mortal Kombat Conquest. Yeah. And uh, it 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 didn't uh, it didn't do all too well, but you know. <laughs> And each of us burns the soul of a warrior, and in every generation, a few are chosen to prove it. And that was the—I think—that was the tagline for that. <laughs> Just like Huey Ball had to had to uh, had to prove uh, prove his manhood when he was directing these movies. But yeah, yeah. you know, just quick sidebar: the '90s were kind of fascinating to me because you had Mortal Kombat, you had uh, Highlander, you had Conan the Adventurer, Xena, Warrior Princess, yeah. Hercules, Legendary Journeys. A lot of these shows didn't really kind of make it out of the 90s. Yeah, you know, my wife just sat down the other day and watched um, the first Highlander. And the, the movie, the film. The, the film, yeah. And she's like, yeah. oh, that didn't, that doesn't age well. It's just um, old cheese. Yeah, it is. But you and I saw that, baby, when it first came out. and we There's were... a lot of these I saw in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and we were pretty happy with it. Uh, um, I think we said it. I, I foolishly said then is like that was the best sword fighting movie I've seen all year. Not that there was a lot of them, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't. It does not. It does not hold up well. It's still kind of fun, but I think when I watch it, it, it over the year, it's more maybe a little nostalgic than than it is about. Yeah, it's not. It's not because I could. We talked about doing a topic for a, a podcast where it's like films that should be redone, right? Yeah. That failed the first time, right? Yeah. And, and to me. I always thought Highlander is like prime on that list. It's like, well, yeah, you never, you guys never really did this right, even though you had four movies after that and and uh, and a TV series. 
it to me was never done right. So uh, it, I, they've talked about doing a, a remake. The last I, I, I heard that they were is that they were doing it. Yeah, but so. you know, hopefully, will they get the message? Will they? Will they? Like this could be a, a really good movie. I, I don't. I don't think sometimes. Almost always, they don't seem to get the message. It's like you can remake Conan over and over, and they seem to be doing the same thing. They never seem. Mm-hmm. No one seems to be reading. Uh, the source material, right? No right. one's reading Robert E. Howard. It's or, like, if well, or if they're reading it, it's a different text than you and I are reading. <laughs> yeah, it's Robert J. Howard. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I just hope that again, Hollywood kind of gets this message that hey, we don't mind remakes, but just do them right the next time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and somehow well, I think Highlander won't be, but we'll see. From the look of things, um, I'm looking ahead here. The list of films I have coming out based on video games is not anything that I uh, understand. Number one. Um, but think is going to change and make it any any more reputable. Um, I've got this Rampage movie that um, The Rock is doing. Have you oh, you can this? never go wrong with The Rock. But the game is about two dinosaurs that tear apart buildings that are side by side in a city. It well, makes no yeah, I, sense that they're making this movie. Um, my, my my tongue was planted firmly in cheek when I said no, that about yeah. the he was like in Doom. Speaking of video game movies, that was terrible. Yeah, and the, the, speaking of lines, that uh, when he dies, that he offers this great, I, I, uh, I wasn't supposed to die or some bullshit like that. <laughs> and yeah, real, real sort of like breaking the fourth wall. Um, I've got an untitled Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's, I think, will be a good horror film. It's a, it's yeah. a recent game. And then yeah, can, that, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, the the concept is like you're you're working some night shift at a pizza place, right? Yeah, yeah. And then like a lot of things go down wrong, and you have to survive the night. Is mm-hmm. that the concept? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, see, the beauty of that is you can kind of transcend the boundary because, like you said, people like horror movies. So if mm-hmm. you do a good job with that, you, well, it you seems might that, have the, that the horror franchises, uh, horror related franchises, are where these things go kind of kind of go right. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point because another movie I haven't seen this, but I hear good things about it, and maybe you have seen it, uh, being the horror aficionado that you are. Silent Hill. Oh, Silent Hill, yeah, Silent Hill, directed by the guy who did um, Brotherhood of the Wolf and who directed uh, Crying Freeman. I'm, and his name okay. is escaping me. But uh, it's 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 okay. It's good. It, it's it's a. It doesn't make a lot of sense. The the sequels make less sense. Um, there's some good imagery. Christoph you know. Gans. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy. Um, yeah, I see. There's sometimes when we do these podcasts, I realize like, hey, you know, that's something I should watch. So Silent Hill, Silent Hill would be worth my yeah, time. I, I think that there there is uh, a lot of the imagery in it has be over the years become sort of iconic. You see people um, in cosplay at at conventions as the nurses which doesn't mean anything to you right now but if anyone has seen the movie they know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. um so i think that it uh uh yeah it's worth a look-see if you're in the mood for a creepy little horror film not even creepy i would say it's a spooky but you know ultimately you're it's not there are things that it has its problems i'll say that now they did do a sequel to that as well correct Mm mm-hmm was um, that it? Did you see that? Was that any good? I did not good? see that. I did not see that. Silent Hill Revelation in 2012. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the other one, I want to go back a little bit and mention Wing Commander. 
which was okay. a, a film that was made out of this game. It was a PC game back in the early, early days that uh, Mark... You mean it was politically correct? <laughs> uh, uh, Matthew Lilliard's in it. I want to say Mark Hamill's in it. Um, oh, really? It was, a, it was one of the first quote-unquote interactive um, uh, uh, PC games where... Uh, you were led through this whole scenario and they, and they adapted it to a film. Um, it was, I think it's important because of its history being one of the first interactive. Um, there was a ton of them. Alone in the dark is another one that was similar and out around the same time that was made into a terrible movie with Christian Slater. Uh, well, once again, who directed that film? Alone in the dark. Yeah. Uh, is that Uwe Ball? It is. Yeah. Uwe Boy, his whole career is, is, and I do mean littered with his adaptations of this stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm flipping through House well, of the to, Dead. So you, have you seen Wing Commander? Because I have not seen it. So have you seen uh, it? I saw it a long time ago. It was on in a video store I worked at. And it's, yeah. you know. Uh, uh. Um, uh, House of the Dead. Uh, is where I first heard of Uwe Boll. And um, I liked the the video games, so I saw the movie, and the movie's terrible. You know, yeah, I, I can't think of a Uwe Boll movie where it, it's... But his... Uh, as I, it's hard. His, his stuff is just not good. As I go through this list, you know, the list, the list that I've pulled together, I've got um, House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark, but he did Blood Rain... Yeah, he did Postal, which was well. Remember, movie. there's three. There's three Blood Rain movies: Blood right. Rain, then Blood Rain Deliverance, and <laughs> Blood Rain: The Third Reich. I've seen Blood Rain. Yeah, it's it's watchable if you got nothing to do on ten o'clock Friday evening. But um, the the Third Reich, I, I couldn't even. I watched ten minutes. It's like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> he did. I the... could not get through it. Right, right, right. Um, I'm trying to see. He also did those in the name of the King movies, right? And I, I, I have to say this: I, I've seen all three. I don't know how that happened, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen all three. But you know, the first one was kind of fun, and you have a, you have a you have a pretty darn good cast in in, in uh, the the first movie. You have like Jason Statham's in it, uh-huh. and you have uh, 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 Lily Sabisky, Sabisky, I think her name is. Right. Uh, John Reese Davies, Ron Perlman, uh, but you also have Ray Liotta and Burt Reynolds. And <laughs> I forgot Ray doing, Liotta was in that. Yeah, movie. and and even Jason Statham. It's like when you're doing a movie that's kind of set in the Middle Ages, these guys really don't work that well. Yeah, um, it's one of those things like who's available. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so that was kind of fun. The second one um, is called uh, "The Name of the King: Two Worlds," and of course, you can't have any of these movies with Lisa having some appearance of Dolph Lundgren. Mm. So he's in, and he's like, a, he's like a, uh, I forget, he's like a Navy SEAL or Green Beret guy or whatever, and he's <laughs> he's stuck. He goes through a portal. He goes through a portal and winds up in the Middle Ages. And then uh, the third one, the last mission, uh, has Dominic Purcell, who Seems some like year diminish you. You just get going just down the list, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you have uh, he plays uh, for your fans out there. He plays Heat Wave in Legends of Tomorrow and uh, Flash on TV. But once again, he's like uh, he's like um, 
a hitman. But he's also sucked through a portal and hijinks abound. None of these movies are really There's good. I guess of... if I had, I'd say the first one's probably the one to watch. Of the in the name of the king movies? Yeah, the first one. But yeah, it, that's it's not like, saying much. It's like the Dungeons and Dragons movie. If you see it on it's it's okay. Just don't turn the sound yeah. up so you so you can hear what's <laughs> what's going on. You know, on. I just I just suddenly flashed upon when we're talking about Tron. The last Starfighter, right? Yeah. That, that kind of sort of is based upon a arcade game, right? That, well, that was an interesting thing in that they again it, it it was a it had it was a movie first, and the game was put into arcades as sort of a uh, and it was uh, called Last Starfighter. Yeah, and it was sort of a marketing thing where you know the idea is like, hey, they remember that game from that movie? It's right over there, and you too yeah. could be drafted into the what is it? The Hark not the Harkon service, something or other. I forget what that was. And that movie has a cool alien, number one. It's got a really cool uh, appearance by Robert Preston, the music man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, really brought that whole... Video. He's the guy that kind of enlists uh, enlists the, the guy to be the last starfighter. Yeah, he's like the intergalactic starfighter agent who <laughs> finds him and, and brings him into service. Um uh, there's another movie I forget the name of it. It's, it was back in the '80s, but the entire film was made based on as a promotion for the Nintendo Power Glove. Um, I want to say Fred Savage is in it. I'm, the name is completely escaping me. I want to say Fred Savage is in it, but um, a really young Fred Savage. But the idea is that. With this Nintendo Power Glove, he was able to bring video games into the real world and become a superhero. Um, But again, all marketing films just churned out in the promotion of some video game, which is where I guess they would make a lot of money. More money than than theatrical release of a film. Um, Whoops. Looking around, looking around. Um, let's talk about the Resident Evil movies. Sure. There's a, there's a shit ton of them. Um, yeah, and, six. And they 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 like. I don't know that they're doing the director any favors because they're 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 usually you know a they're completely overloaded with CG and b they're not particularly good. Um. Uh. I, it boggles my mind that it keeps going and keeps going, and um, uh, the audience remains. But I guess there's a new well, game out too. There's a Resident Evil Seven coming to. I think it's. Uh, I think. I, I think it, what's interesting to me about the Resident Evil movies, um, I, I I know this sounds a little weird because they're two different genres, but I kind of put Resident Evil into the same category as the Underworld movies. Sure. Because they both came out around the same time. Uh, they've both been a long-running series that seem to be popular. That um, I, I, I'm going to say I haven't I haven't researched this, so I can't say this is a fact. I'm going to say that maybe the Resident Evil movies maybe make more has made more money as a franchise than Underworld. Yeah. But they but but they both have a built-in fan base that really likes these movies. And ultimately, I have to say, I, I like them as a series. There's some that are weaker and, and stronger than others. But you have two surprisingly very good, uh, strong leads in these movies. That I think that I think, and I say surprisingly, because sometimes these movies just get people that just really don't belong in them, right? 
But Mia Jovovich has made has done a great job with her character of Alice, mm-hmm. and and uh, Kate Beckinsale has done a great job with her character of Celine. Both of them are fun to watch. Sure. Right. Despite everything else, they're fun to watch. They're fun to root for. I agree. So I think I, th- I think that you start with that, and then they are action movies, and uh, they're stylized action movies, I, uh, I just, which which is appealing. And I just ahead. think that 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 in both cases the the f- platform from which you're you're positing your story is isn't a varied one, and oh, uh, it isn't, and yeah. it uh uh uh. uh you really only have a li- this much room to sort of maneuver for storytelling without it just becoming, you know, zombie of the week or vampire of the week or werewolf of the week. Um, uh, it's fun to, to see them wearing, you know, as, as a, uh, the, the audience for most of these films are male and it's, it's reflected in the wardrobe choices for the actresses. Um, yeah. uh, uh, but I just don't know that we need six Resident Evil movies or four or five Underworld movies. It just doesn't doesn't seem like you know the, it, there's enough no. there. Correct, because I think I think you honestly could take you could take each franchise, and I think you really could reduce them to a trilogy. Right? You could you could you could if you if you have this story you want to tell, I, I think because I know you probably you might disagree, but but I think I think you don't. There's a story being told with Resident Evil. That begins with the first movie, and then they finally end with the quote final chapter. Although they leave it open that there still could be another movie if you wanted to, mm-hmm. but the story arc of what they're trying to tell uh, is is finished. Um, but when I look at these movies, I say to myself, "Yeah, you don't need." There's maybe one or two movies you could toss out, mm-hmm. right? That, that really don't add to it. This is a sidebar, and this is something that other people have talked about. But if anybody's watched the uh, Luke Cage series on uh, on on uh, on uh, uh, what is it uh, Netflix? It's 13 episodes, but I, I I and many people say that hey, if you look at some of these episodes, like you don't need them. You, this mm-hmm. series could be eight eight episodes. Sure. It's almost like you're padding it out. And sometimes you look at an episode and you go like, you could take that whole episode and lose it, and you're not missing anything. Right. And I think I think that's kind of the problem that you're alluding to is that yeah, you you don't really need all these movies. Um, you know, do you need more than one? Sure. I mean, it's it's. I have no problem with it. They're making money, but right. if you want to be honest with yourselves, Hollywood, you know, and, and it's not just about the money. You could tell your story and, and do it well enough in you know three movies at the most. I would think for both for both of these franchise franchises. Well, and but I can also see why for fans of the whole. Let's say let's go with Resident Evil. The, the whole Resident yeah. Evil premise. If you're a fan of it. Um, this is more of an opportunity to spend time in that world. So, I mean, I, well, that's the thing. Resident Evil, Resident Evil is an interesting thing to to talk about because out of all these films that are based upon video games, I would have to say Resident Evil is the probably the most successful, certainly as a franchise. Well, as I'm looking uh, at the looking the franchise over, most of them. Their um, the revenue is they pulled in you know 150 million. It's yeah not, they do well. It's not until Afterlife that they pull in almost 300 million, which is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but it's well well which which uh, did say for example Resident Evil Retribution, which was the 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 previous movie to the to the final chapter. Yeah. I thought that was not good, and I think primarily my main problem with it was that. 
it spent too much time in a video game atmosphere. It looked like a video game. It felt like a video game. I really didn't enjoy it because the other Resident Evil movies I've enjoyed are the ones that kind of get away from the video aspect of it. In other words, it becomes right. kind of an action-adventure movie where you're killing zombies. Mm -hmm. right? So um, it's like a Walking Dead as opposed to a video game. Um, so, so Retribution, can, do you have the box office on that? What did that make? $240 million. Wow, okay, yeah. And to me, that's like not one of the better better movies. But that's interesting, because then obviously people are digging it, because they're paying to go see these movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, God, you, you, I lost it. God damn it. There was something I was going to say about that, and I lost it. Um, there, uh, the cool, what, a couple of cool things about Resident Evil films. The um, strong female lead, which we can always yes. use. Um, <laughs> and and, and, and it, it, is she... Is she? Not, I don't. Is that character part of the video game? I'm thinking that's not. No. My understanding is she's not in the video game. No. And see, that's again, that's interesting to me, because you look at the Resident Evil movie that's not solely then based upon a video game. You create a character and a background for a character that's mm -hmm. not part of the video game universe, which I think is kind of the right thing to do, right? You still get your audience from the, you get your video game audience, and then you build a whole new audience, and maybe that's reflective in the. Well, box office that these people are liking these action movies with a strong female character when you look at like sort of the nuts and bolts of s storytelling and you and it's uh, uh 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 once you go here's you you create your video game and you've created a world and 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 what have you and once you have the world it's happened in and is happening in star wars right now um you yeah. create a world and within that world you tell you're telling one story but once you've created the world there are other stories. Every person you, that is involved in the tale has a t story of their own. So right. why not? Why not go, we don't need to... That's why I thought it would be smart if they did a Left 4 Dead film without um, the four characters, or now the eight characters from one and two. But um, I don't think that... I think that you we won't see a Left 4 Dead film because I think that whole moment has passed. I think Walking Dead took a lot of that thunder. Um, well, yeah, and I was going to say too about Resident Evil. <clears throat> the what's interesting about that series is the first two movies, the so the Resident Evil and Resident Evil Apocalypse, they're kind of that combination video game film, right? Mm -hmm. they, you, you can still see the influence of the video game there, uh, but when you get into Extinction and Afterlife, you kind of move away from the video game aspect of it. It seems to me that these could just be good action films which they're fighting zombies mm -hmm. and trying to figure out how to stop this plague. Uh, you get to Retribution, and now that's very video game-centric. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it Wasn't really it? feels like the most video game of the bunch, and I think that's a step back. And then you go to the final chapter, and final chapter is similar to uh, the first movie in Apocalypse in that you, still, you, you get a bit of the video game influence in there, but not, not overwhelmingly so. It, well, I think with the advent and the use of this, the new souped-up 3D, it yeah. changed. It changed the whole mood of those films, and they became yeah. um, a little gimmicky. Um, but you know, there was always that shit flying in your face. Um, well, you know, that's a thing too. Uh, I that's a good point because I wonder how much that contributes to it. Because I I did see the final chapter in uh, IMAX 3D. Mm. And I, I'm not always blown. There's only I can count on one hand uh, the number of films where I think 
three Ds really enhance the movie. Right? Okay. It's like I noticed I noticed the three D. Avatar is probably the best. Mm-hmm. Whether you like the movie or not, Avatar did a hell of a job with with the three D. Um, and, and enhancing your experience. Interestingly enough, I think Prometheus did a good job uh, using 3D. Um, I saw that at 2D as, at first, and then I went to go see it just to see what the 3D was, and they did a good job. But having seen the final chapter in IMAX 3D, having seen uh, Rogue One, the last Star Wars movie, in IMAX 3D, um, I'm not really impressed with it because a lot of it is just kind of, like especially Rogue One, it's background, foreground, background, foreground. I don't think it really enhances the movie, and the sound is a little bit better than maybe the other theaters. But watching um, the final chapter, I at some point I just I realize like I don't even know I'm watching a 3D movie, right? So so I wonder if that does enhance the experience for a lot of people. For me, it it, it doesn't really matter. It didn't really affect me that much. Um, but I, I wasn't really conscious of the 3D, which may be a good thing or a bad thing, but. And, and the movies that I've seen that are the best 3D movies, they're usually I'm conscious of the fact, hey, this is, wow, this is great. Wow, look at that. It definitely changed the way they they went about things because, I mean, you know, there's, whoa, whatever that was. Um, there's this, there, it's the way they went about things. It's, it's, it's like um, you can hide a lot. With all that 3D splashy stuff in your face, you can hide a lot yeah. of the fact that they were limping along on barely a story. Yes, and and Hollywood's smart in this sense that that by by making these these movies actually lend themselves to be 3D, right? Yeah, it's like this is the perfect <laughs> amalgam of film, video game, and technology because they cry out to be 3D movies, and you know, like if you want to go see Resident Evil, the final chapter at AMC Theater here near me. If you go see it at night and you just see a 2D version, it's 13 bucks. But you go see the IMAX 3D, it's 19 bucks. Wow. Right? And there are a lot of people seeing it. Right? Yeah, a lot of people don't I seem bet. to care spending the extra money. So, so you're going to make a lot of money just off of people seeing the 3D IMAX version. And, and interestingly enough, as kind of a sidebar, one of the worst 3D movies I ever saw in my humble opinion, which I thought would be great for 3D, was uh, Tron Legacy. Really? Yeah, I saw that in IMAX 3D purposely. It's like, yeah, I, I want to see this in the 3D. Uh, and it wasn't that, it wasn't that great huh. in 3D. So um, there's an example of a film that you think would be fantastic in 3D. But then again, I don't know if... Uh, see, Avatar was shot using 3D-type cameras, right? Right. I don't know if uh, many of these movies are shot that way. I think they're just upgraded to 3D from 2D and I think sometimes that that's you lose something there. Resident Evil I'm not sure I think it might have been Afterlife. I'm thinking that was the one, possibly Extinction, but one of the two used uh the same 3D camera techniques that they used on um Avatar. Huh. And I thought the 3D was really good. In fact, I'll, let's just say for the sake of argument it's it's Afterlife. I think that was the one. So that's one of the films that I would put on my list of best 3D movies. Hmm. Um, but again, it's using the technology that Avatar used, which I think is the best of the 3D movies. I did so, a, I so did that's a, it. Go ahead. I did a piece um, for Fangoria on uh, under the fourth Underworld, whatever the fuck that was called. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, what was really interesting there was that they were shooting with um, the red camera and they were shooting three like live 3D where... 
Um, there's something called Video Village where that's where all the playback is and all the monitors where you go and you look at what's being shot. And when you went in there, you could put on 3D um, glasses and look at the monitors and just without anything being recorded, just looking through the camera, like what is the camera seeing right now, you could get that 3D effect with the way it was. And so, um, I, you know, I still think it's going to get better. I always get a headache. I'll be honest. Maybe I'm old, but I always get a headache. I never walk out of there without a headache. I have a buddy who hates 3D, and he he's um, he's a big genre guy, so he goes to a lot of genre movies, and sometimes he has no choice but to see him in 3D. So he actually has a pair of glasses that convert the 3D to 2D. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Uh, but this was the fourth Underworld movie you said that you yeah. saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that was... Underworld Awakening. Awakening, yeah, where they have a daughter and, and the super lichen. Um, um, yeah, I like those movies. I'll be honest about the Underworld movies. Any of the Resident Evil movies, I like them because they they have, you know, usually some pretty splashy mar you know martial arts and there's there's at least visually they they don't fuck around. They're they're kind of they they get moving pretty quick and they keep moving and um, and and their runtime isn't very long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're the classic guilty pleasures. Yeah, right. There, there's like, yeah. I mean, Underworld. I think Underworld is a better series visually. I think they do. They're very stylistic. I think a little mm -hmm. bit more so than the Resident Evil movies. Um, I, I like a lot of the action sequences in in those movies, but uh, um, ultimately, yeah, they're very simplistic. And I and I would think, especially with the, I'm not going to say this about the Resident Evil movies. I think the Resident Evil movies maybe crosses over better than Underworld. Mm -hmm. But I think Underworld just has a loyal fan base, mm -hmm. which is why they're able to make these movies. Because I've never found anybody who, it's either they like Underworld, the Underworld franchise, or they dislike the Underworld franchise. There never seems to be anybody in the middle on that and, series. And to bring this all around, I've the structurally, a lot of the the of the uh, the Underworld movies, they're they're just a Vampire the Masquerade game sort of written down and yes. and turned into a script because it's all of, if you look at them as clans and da, 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 they become it, it becomes just an adaptation i don't know how they get sued to be quite honest um i want to talk about the hit hitman movies yes okay which um is a a fun um franchise i've i've never played a hitman game that i hated um but they never seem to get it right and it seems like so simple to get it right. It's okay, what do you not? What do they not get right? Um, they get involved a, a lot in this mumbo jumbo. I you know. What, give a hitman movie to one of those uh, John Wick boys. Yeah, because I've seen I've seen both hitman movies. Yeah, and, and you, I like the first one better than the second one. Did you really? Yeah. Well, I like Timothy Oliphant, mm. and and uh, I'm I'm a fan of his um, acting, and I think. I think he carries it off uh, a little better, and and uh, the movie's a little more entertaining to me. Uh, but however, yeah, they're not they're they're again very simplistic movies, and you can kind of see the twists and turns coming a mile away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's nothing really spectacular about it. Hitman Forty, what number forty seven, or what Agent, was that one called? Agent Forty Seven. Yeah, I think that's again, it's like turn your mind off and just watch the action. Yeah, I that's love kinda, the. The, what it comes the, down to with those films. There's the scene in the street with the people, the guys repelling. You know, there's a lot of the, the the fight choreography and the and the sort of action tableaus were fun. But yeah. Again, sooner or later, you got to have the room with the guys in the in the 
in the room together talking about what what are we doing here and that's where it yeah. all falls apart yeah, the, the interesting thing. The interesting thing too about some of these movies, um, like for example, coming back to uh, the Resident Evil movies, especially those last one, the final chapter. There's lots of fighting sequences, but I think, and I and and I think you might agree with this. A lot of these movies they concentrate too much on the close-up fight scenes, oh, sure. fast cutting to where you kind of don't get to see the martial arts or the fight sequences. It's happening so fast. You don't really get to see to see it like a, in a typical martial arts movie, mm-hmm. uh, which um, Meryl Streep has reminded us there's no they're not arts. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. if if you uh, if you if you watch the martial arts movies, like you usually see the sequences, you can watch the fight sequences as well. You can see what's going on. Right, right. Well, remember Tom's first rule of action cinema is the farther the camera back is back, the more yeah. those two actors know how to fight. Uh, that's a good point. That's look a good at, point because, like, when look, I see like another movie, DOA, uh-huh. Dead or Alive, yeah, right. That's based upon a video game, but but it was more like a martial arts film. So yeah. so the fight sequences were more fun to watch. I mean, cheesy, but still fun. A lot of that, the again, the closer the camera is, it hides the fact that these these actors they get training, but they're not martial artists. Um, yeah, I always use it as my example. Look at the Donnie Yen Jet Li fight in Hero. That camera, okay. that camera is way back, and we've talked about yeah. this on the podcast a lot. But um, um, it's way back because those guys they know what they're doing. Now look at look at the fight scenes in, for example, any of the Charlie's Angels movies, or <laughs> yeah. or look at the um, the dizzying fight scene at the end of Lethal Weapon One. Yeah, you can't see anything going on because it's Gary Busey and Mel Gibson. <laughs> No one knows yeah, well, you have uh, when you have Jet Li, and I think it was the fourth Lethal Weapon movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because well, when he's on, when he's doing his stuff, it's looking good. Yeah, and Mel Gibson, all he has to do for the most part is stand there and just <laughs> flinch a little when he hits him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think sometimes that's part of the problem with these because, like, I it, it's almost like it's a it's a chosen style like we're just going to flash it fast we're not going to show yeah. you too much but you're going to really dig it and ultimately well, if you're in a if you like if you like martial arts it's like yeah you don't sometimes you, you don't really get the full effect well i think the inherent problem with all of these films is is that we have a, fi- a film that's being made not out of love of the of art but to it's it's more widgets it's more stuff to sell it's more yeah, product sure. and da 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 um, I think that was a problem too. Like Batman Begins, because when you want to watch see a Batman movie, you really want to see Batman kick some ass, right? Yeah. But but that I think Batman Begins suffered a little bit from that close up. We're not showing. We're not we're not going back a little bit to show you what this guy can do. Yeah, when we yeah, see yeah. Batman Batman v Superman, I think they're a little bit better about showing you the action sequence. But I think that in the so the studio doesn't care about art, and the people that are made the money people don't care about art. They just care about you know, return of, on investment. Um, so, yeah, they'll say they do though. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That's but, always, the, it? but the idea is that um, you know, so they see a script, and and you know, there's a, I'm I, they can convince themselves otherwise, but there's a lot of yeah, it'll do. Um, and yeah. so you get that, and you get a filmmaker on a on on the cheap to uh, 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 offset your costs. You know what I mean? The likes yeah. the likes of Uwe Boll. Um. Uh. Uh. And you. And there you have it. Yeah, I know this sounds. I know this sounds naive, but that's that's a concept that's always bugged me. Mm. 
because it's like, look, although this isn't uh, this isn't the uh, it's another movie based upon a game, but I'll throw it out: Battleship, which is based upon a board game, of course. Oh, dude, that oh. <laughs> but you look you look at that movie and you say to yourself it's exactly what you just said it's like yeah we it doesn't really matter what we do we're just going to put a lot of explosions on the screen and a, a lot of just special effects stuff and it'll do right yeah but it seems to me that if i'm the director whether i'm you know uve bowl or martin scorsese i would think i'd want to approach the project like let me do the best job i can with this right let me if we, I need to make some changes, if I need to punch up the characters better, but that's the thing they don't care. And, and ultimately, and I think that's that's the point about video games to films. It's like plays right into your, um, as you mentioned moments ago, it plays right into that into that a wheelhouse of like, hey, it doesn't matter what these are video game movies. Who cares? Well, it's also the fact that your audience is is already in the bag for you. You it, it's your it's they're there because they like the video games. They're there yeah. because they want to see you know key aspects of them. Um, and unless you don't fuck it up, they'll love it. Well, but that's the irony, right? I mean, ultimately, I'm going to say that if if you just have your video game audience go to video game movies, you're not going to make money. You might make what all most of the Resident Evil films made made 150 million. You could at least well, make that. Look at that. With except at, with with I, and 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 I stand corrected. With certain exceptions, Resident Evil movies I, I think are an exception to the rule. For the most part, if you if you're going to go see Assassin's Creed, if mm-hmm. you're going to go see Warcraft, yeah, you have an audience that's built in. But unless you appeal to other people outside of that audience, you're not going to do so well. And I think with Warcraft, Warcraft did fairly well, but a big chunk of that came out of China, right. is my understanding. And I think four hundred thirty-four million. Yeah, and there's a reason why because China's involved in that movie, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, but is that is Warcraft a good movie? Uh, no, it is not. It, it's, <laughs> it's 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 you've seen this a million times. Even people I've talked to who play the game Warcraft are. They're kind of like, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't they're not excited. They, have, they, there's no excitement for them after seeing this movie. Well, plus, I think it's a the the reason that a lot of these don't work is that the game experience in and of itself, it's it's a, it's more immersive. B, it it's longer. You, I mean, you some of these games you spend fifty, sixty hours playing, or if not more, yeah. me more because I suck. But uh, uh, uh. So you have more of an opportunity to to become um, like have an imprint on you, for want of a better word. Okay. Um, so so the films can't duplicate that. The Warcraft couldn't duplicate um, what being having a character in Warcraft and playing that month after month after month can. So um, that and as you say, there was a lot of libertine aspects of the production. Um, um, but I think it's it's a new kind of storytelling where where you know maybe much like TV where it's, it's more of a long form and and um, I don't know because because Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed is which is one of the latest movies out there which I saw not too long ago that movie fascinates me because you have probably the most outstanding cast you're ever going to get probably mm-hmm. in a video game movie usually get one star maybe two but you have 
Michael Fassbender, Marion Cotillard, Jeremy Irons, Brendan Gleeson, Charlotte Rampling. I mean, you had this amazing cast, and the movie really, yeah, visually it's interesting, but ultimately it's, it's almost dull after a while. It's like I've seen this type of stuff so many times now, you're not doing anything that's really interesting to me. Now, that partly could be my fault because I see a lot of these movies, and maybe if you're going into something where you don't see a lot of these movies, you might have a different aspect about it. But that movie, I, I guess you could say is a hit because I think it, it doubled its budget approximately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, go, I, ahead. I would, go ahead. Yeah, so I, I think you're going to maybe see another one, but but it's it's almost it it just it's like you're just sitting there, like sitting on a park bench watching the traffic go by. Right. The, the data I have says uh, two hundred and three. What was the budget? I don't know. Yeah, probably it's probably like a hundred mil or so, uh, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it probably doubled its budget. But but that's the thing. It's like when you're watching these movies, you said something about the video games. It's immersive. It brings you into the universe. You're you're in there. You're 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 pumped up. The adrenaline's going. You're having fun. I mean, when I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is originally when it came out, I had that same feeling. Right, mm-hmm. man, I'm in that universe. I'm pumped up. It's exciting. And a lot of these uh, video game movies just don't do that. I, and I feel like I'm just sitting on the park bench, as I mentioned, watching the traffic go by. Right. And uh, that's kind of how I felt with, uh, with uh, Assassin's Creed. But well, a great cast. But a great cast. And visually, very interesting. I wonder what um, – if these movies are just adaptations of you know, a, a, a specific experience within the world that's created by the video games. Um, are you familiar with Twitch? No. Twitch, you're not going to believe this, um, but Twitch is a thing that allows you to watch, you log on to someone else's computer. It's like a cam thing where you can watch them play video games. Well, isn't that uh, isn't that guy PewDiePie? What's his name? Yeah, maybe. I don't even know who that no, is. No, there's this guy who does that who makes millions of dollars. Well, uh, in fact, even South Park did a, a show about it, and they actually had the guy on. Um, He—that's what he does. He comments on people playing video games. Yeah, yeah. And he's—he's—he's so, he's, he's very successful at it. There's hundreds of people that do it, and they'll. Yeah, but yeah. The more people they can draw to their 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 channel, the more. Um, at, it's a very busy screen, and uh, the more ads that get sold, and they get a piece of that. Um, yeah, yeah. This so, guy, I, I mispronounced me. It's it's PewDiePie, PewDiePie, uh, PewDiePie. Uh, he's out of he's worse, out of sweet. Worse than a YouTube star. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 but what I'm wondering is, is that you know the the idea of sitting back and watching someone else play, um, is that going to tap into a and b kill the market for video game movies? Well, you know, I, I have, I have, I know a number of gamers, and so I've had these questions come up. And I, I, I remember when, when somebody was first telling me about uh, PewDiePie, and I, I'm like, I was, I was like, yes, you're right. I didn't believe it. it's like I go, people watch this, yeah. And and I just thought it was very bizarre, right? Uh, but as and I said that, I go, well, this is rather bizarre. Why would people want to watch somebody playing a game as opposed to playing the game themselves, right? And then his response was like, well. People watch baseball games and football games. Uh, you're not playing the game. I think it's plausible deniability as well, where you can you like if you can watch someone play and when they fuck up, it's different than when you fuck up. Yeah, and I think you, I think yes, you can yeah. watch it and go dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and yeah, feel, you don't 
you don't really do that watching sports because most of us can't play the sports the way but these don't people we? can. But don't we? Ah, oh, he's a bum. <laughs> yeah, you but know? that's more. I, I think that's suck. just more spouting off because ultimately, when push comes to shove, someone's going to go like, "Yeah, I can't do that." But I think in a video game, it's like, "Yeah, I can do that." Well, if I put some time into it, I could. I could do that. Oh, Whereas a, little... a football player, or baseball player, is like, "No, you can put a lot of time into it. If you're not good, you're not going to. You're not going to make it." There's whole multi-million-dollar competitions for some of this stuff, like yeah, play, no. playing Call of Duty or. Um, well, yeah, and, and and here's one thing which I, I think does make sense is that a lot of people, and I think I think that again that touches upon kind of what you alluded to moments ago, is that yeah I can't play baseball or football even no matter how much time I devote to it, but I could play these video games. But you know I, I'm not really familiar with them. I, I don't really know how to play them. They're kind of interesting. Let me watch somebody who does it mm-hmm. and gives me the inside and outside information on how you do these things. I remember watching something. Uh, I think once a year they have these this gaming thing that goes on. It's like a it's like a convention, and and you can they broadcast it. And I remember watching. I forget what game it was, but it was something where yeah, if you run backwards, they, they were saying like yeah, don't run forwards, run backwards. And by running backwards, the character was able to do more. Huh. Uh, so so as I'm watching this, I go yeah, I guess that makes sense. You you learn how to play this game. So yeah. so it makes sense that people would watch it. Because uh, they they want to play it and and they learn how to do it and maybe in some ways uh, they don't have time to play it uh, so they they watch kind of an abbreviated version of how it works and well, they enjoy it for that. I've done you know, there's things like walkthrough videos where that you you uh, you get a game and it's just someone playing it and the idea is yeah. that it helps you get through like if you get stuck like what do i do next and you can't figure it out you can always walk go to these walkthrough videos and it'll show you what you do next yeah and in many of these videos too in which you're watching people playing the games they're they're for lack of a better phrase i would say it's like it's like uh uh commentary by the director right hmm. so they're they're talking and they're telling you what they're doing like if you go to the park and watch two guys play chess they're not going to be commenting on each move they make right they're not going to be talking to you, but but when you're wat- when you're watching these things, the person's actually saying like, "Oh, you know, I did this, so that was a mistake," or "Here's something I'm going to try." So so there is some reason to it. But when I first heard it, I'm like, "Wow, that that seems like a waste of time." <laughs> yeah, but but, millions. but it does make sense. But millions, and these guys are super annoying. <laughs> they really are. They really are. They're just super like upbeat and and um, they think they're way funnier than they are. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the? Because we covered some of these series, but what about the Tomb Raider series? What do you think of that? Uh, I was on board with the Tomb Raider movies back when they announced Age, uh, Angelina Jolie being in it because I thought, yeah, yeah that's perfect. Um, but again, I think you know a lot of times it's just they they make things so convoluted when it's so simple what you need to do um, uh, duplicate the game. Um, uh, yeah, because that lends itself to a that should be a concept that should be very workable. Mm-hmm. Who's the director right? on this new one? Do you know? I I don't. Um, uh, that you're you're talking about Tomb Raider, the one with the Lisa Vikander. Yeah. Uh, it's some guy whom I I don't know. Uh, don't even know what he's done. It's like an odd name. It's uh, some. Oh, let me see here. Wait a minute. I think I have it. Roar Roar Royer Uthog. Wow. I think is the. Wow. Do I have that right? Yeah, that's the guy. Let's see. What has he done? Uh, he's he's done a bunch of films I've never heard of. Great. So, well, hopefully, 
us not hearing of him doesn't mean that they're always bad. Um, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's, would, uh, he's a Norwegian film director. Those are the kind... That's the premise that needs, you know, like like a Bond director. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I have to say this, okay? I'm I'm a fan of Angelina Jolie, but I didn't really like her in uh, the Tomb Raider movies. Yeah, dopey and, English accent. Well, you, you know who the, the original model was for Laura Croft? No. It was Rona Mitra. Really? Who is who is English? And it's yeah. like, and she's an actress, and she was, she was in she one of the Underworld Three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rise of the Lycans. So, um, and she looks a lot like Kate Beckinsale, and she played her mother in that movie. So it was interesting casting. But um, yeah, I, I, Rona Meacher would have been great because uh, she has she has the look. She was the model for the character, and she can act. And was, she's not going to probably cost you an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie was a you know fairly big star uh, on the Laura Croft movies but right. yeah I didn't I didn't really like her in those movies and and I do like her I think part of the problem though is the movies aren't really that good yeah yeah again it doesn't have the scope that you need for a Laura Croft film no because you're figuring like hey this is going to be the this is going to be like Raiders of the Lost Ark right you know I mean it's like you, you need that kind of that kind of mojo and it seemingly uh, once again coming back to what you said earlier is it just like ah eh, we don't need to do that we don't need to make we don't need to make another Raiders of Lost Ark movie. We just need to put her in a movie, and there's a Laura Croft audience, and it, it doesn't really matter what the story is. It doesn't really matter. Just just, just go do it. By the way, in that new upcoming Tomb Raider movie, uh, movie Walton Goggins is in it. I like that guy quite a bit. Yeah, he is good. He's good. I, I I just feel like you need you need someone that understands you know that 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 world scope, that idea of like jetting all over the world, exotic yeah. locales. <laughs> giant cathedral caves, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, and remember hopefully. that they did uh, they did a TV series uh, called Relic Hunter. Uh-huh. Uh, was uh, uh, gosh, um, uh, what's her name? She was the girlfriend of uh, Michael Myers in Wayne's World. That actress. Oh, um, uh, shit! Not Joan Chen. No. <laughs> I'll think of it. I'm, people are screaming at us right now. Um, anyway, yeah, I, 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 I think I have hopes that this this new thing is going to uh, 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 be worthwhile. I mean, but again, I also have a feeling that they're going to go Tia for, Carrera. Tia, Tia Carrera. Carrera. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I, I again, I have hopes. Um, I know. We yeah, me too. Me too. I agree. I, I know... think too, I think Tomb Raider may, might be with Alicia, and I like Alicia Vikander. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm thinking this might be the best of the of the three. I agree. So uh, I do want to mention a couple of things. There's, you know, I know we weren't going to talk about um, the the CG stuff. Yeah. But but uh, the Final Fantasy. Uh, what is it called? Something fires. Something. The spirits within. Spirits within. But there's also another one called Advent Children, and I think um, that that and uh, Resident Evil Degeneration. They're they're CG hour long. I want to say, um, but they're worthwhile because they're a little bit of both of what we were talking about. They're a little bit yeah. of, of that whole connection to the game 
that we have with animated stuff, but it's also has grander as, um, grander uh, aspirations. Um, it aspires to be a feature, um, and the animation is super cool. Um, so if you haven't seen those, you should probably you should because they're fun. Um, yeah, I've seen the Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. That's that's the only one, Final Fantasy movie I've mm. seen. Yeah, Advent Children is a great motorcycle chase. It's very very cool. Uh, also, low budget, really bad, almost sushi typhoon kind of um, production quality. They did Ona Chambara. It's like a zombie hunter, teenage schoolgirl with a sword battling zombies. Um, that in and of itself is in an entire genre if you get into Jap- Japanese cinema. But uh, Ona Chambara is it's it's fun and it's live action. Um, I'm sort of leafing through my notes and going through a lot of Japanese stuff that I do not recognize. Live action Bayonetta films, which is kind of bizarre. That's a <laughs> Bayonetta being some little small franchise. Um, TV, a lot of a couple of Chinese movies I, I saw. Rocco King, I didn't see, but they are on my list. Rocco Kingdom, Dragon's, Dragon Nest Warriors Dawn. Um, Kind of interesting. So going through that, going through that. Those are fairly recent movies, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, uh, also, I want to mention uh, a the the documentary King of Kong: A Fistful of Quarters. I think it's it's not an adaptation of a video game, but it's certainly yeah. of of and about video games. Um, there's a sequel the, to it. I forget the name of it. There, there's a movie that. Maybe fits into the genre, although it started out as a comic, but uh, it did have a video game called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Right. I was gonna. I was just leaping back to that. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead and that's 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 a fun movie. I I enjoyed that. I mean, that's technically not based upon a video game, but it did have a video game. Well, it's actually which my understanding. It was rather popular. It's it's a super. It's again. It's not a. It's a. It's but it's it's certainly of video game. It their video game breathes yeah. through that that movie. Just like it oh, does yeah, with yeah. pixels. Yeah, because he, he has to fight all the boyfriends, so it is, it is kind of like a video game uh-huh, super, uh, quality to it. Yeah, bosses and super, um, you know, increasingly uh, um, harder I didn't, and harder. I didn't know this until I looked it up, too, though. So, so the director of that movie is Edgar Wright. Yeah. Who's the, who did Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and uh, World's it was, End. It was after he did the, um, the trilogy that he did, he did before. The, the, you know, the Shaun of the Dead and um, Hot Fuzz and whatever else. On a on a sidebar, uh, he was supposed to direct Ant Man, right? And then he, he, he they parted ways. Yeah, they parted ways. Was um, it just was it creative differences? Yeah, I think he wanted to go in one direction, and and they, it, from what I understand, when you work go to when you take a Marvel film, that you kind of are their hands. You know what I mean? Like this is this yeah. is this is the way we're going to do this, and you don't get to have too much say involved. That's what Joss Whedon was saying. Um, kind of the same with their comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another game, another movie that is sort of of video games in a weird way, um, but not an adaptation is uh, Existence, the Cronenberg. Oh movie. sure, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's that's worth bringing up. Just like another, uh, you know, it was so prevalent in the 80s and the 90s, like Lawnmower Man, um, Existence, um, Spy Kids 3D, Game Over. (laughs) Mm. I saw the first one and didn't care after that. 
you know, I got to admire uh, Rodriguez in this. He does films periodically that are purely for kids. And and he takes them seriously. He's not dicking around. He's not slumming. Um, the, the, the Shark Boy and Lava Girl, the Spy Kids movies... <laughs> they're right up that you know right in that alley uh, right up that same alley um there was a number of, the other one i wanted to mention um gamer the the gerard butler movie do you remember that by the guy who did crank okay i've seen the two crank movies um gamer no i'm not familiar with this what's that about uh he's it's a guy it's a video game movie the evil overlord running the city as i recall the evil overlord what is the guy who was dexter oh okay the actor the actor played yeah. dexter david yeah. michael hall or whatever his name is. but this is this is based on a video game no it's about a bit video game I'm oh trying, okay i'm trying to just trying to touch on a couple of movies that were sort of peripherally well, then you got to throw in, if we're doing that, what about that movie Strange Days? Absolutely. Yeah, right? That was a... That's kind of what we got going now with these 3D goggles that people put on. Yeah, we brought... We've This is like the third time Strange Days has been brought up on this podcast. Or um, there was a fun movie in 94 called Brain Scan. Yes. About this evil trickster dude who was convincing uh, Edward Furlong to kill his neighbors. You know, and it probably wouldn't take much to convince Furlong to kill his neighbors. <laughs> um, I understand he's a little out there. He's so, out there where the buses don't run. So, yeah, so pretty much just films with... I have a list here of films with plots centered on video games. Um, Tron, something called Nightmares with Emilio Estevez. War Games, of course. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, something called Joysticks. Um, Cloak and Dagger. The the I want to say Dabney Coleman is in that. Is that a that's like a board game? Wouldn't that be a board game? Is that a board game or a video game? That was a video game. Is it? Okay. Uh, um, Sounds like a board game. Dungeon Masters, The Wizard. I love this description. A boy with mentally with mental problems decides to run away to compete in a video game contest. <laughs> 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 what could go wrong? Oh. Uh. Sold. I'll make that movie. How much do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just flipping through Ben X. Press start. Uh, Assault Girls. Uh, Assault Girls. Directed by Mamoru Oshii. Uh, that's a fun movie. That's another one of those uh, sushi typhoon sort of meatball machine Tokyo Gore Police kind of. Is it? Are, are there girls that go on to, and assault people? What's that about? <laughs> I don't even remember. Don't <laughs> nothing important. Uh, and, and then finally, I want to bring up uh, Wreck It Ralph. Oh yeah, Wreck It Ralph. Well, that's but that's animated. Uh, but, yes, it's that computer was fun. animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I did enjoy that. I enjoyed Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, Pixar man. I did enjoy that. You know, we we haven't really talked about Pokemon. Yeah, um, the ultimate in well, in this stuff. We excluded. I thought we had we had excluded uh, animated because most of those are animated, right? Is there a live? That's action true, one? but but uh, but, just, but we're, we're bringing in movies that don't really you know if we're bringing in you know okay Dragon let's Ralph, do that. I mean Pokemon. Pokemon. I don't get it. I never got it. <laughs> My kids play <laughs> it. My kids play it, and um, yeah, 
No, I'm with you. I, I think when you uh, watching Pokemon is like watching those Teletubbies. I, I, I it could lead to serial killing. I, Absolutely, I, uh, you and it, it it feels like this should make sense, right? But it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's no, this I, weird world. It's like you're wait. So you're you're capturing and enslaving these creatures to do your I know bidding to fight. <laughs> it's horrible. It's like. Let's let's create a, a a franchise that can bring out the worst in people: <laughs> slavery and uh, fighting. No, I think and, yeah, I, I think what game I agree. the the video game that brought out the worst in people. Remember Tamagotchis? No, no. There, there were these little bobs that you would put on your keychain, and it was this thing that you had to pay attention okay. to every day. Um, you had to you know click on the button so many times to give it food and so many times to give it water and so many times to give it love, and these things just died because <laughs> people, yeah. you know they weren't alive of course but but the idea is like here's the thing I want you to take care of and you agree to take care of it and, and the apathy sets in and <laughs> no yeah, one cares it's like, like getting a chia pet you know it's yeah. probably going to die. You know, I, I remember when I saw, uh, I, I watched, when Teletubbies were really big, I watched one episode, right, just to see what, see what all the hubbub was about. And uh, honestly, it was like a bad acid trip. Yeah. I, I, I was really freaked wild. out. I was like, I, this is freaking me out. Yeah. And, this... and uh, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And, and so, so I just always had that in my brain, right? And then so when they start doing this Pokemon stuff, I'm like, okay and i check a little bit out and it's like it was the same thing it's like i'm having a acid flashback and uh i like yeah i don't i don't think i'm going to really get into this uh just the concept doesn't really appeal to me but i don't i i don't want our audience to know that uh that's just that's just me <laughs> right so i'm not slamming the i'm not slamming the franchise i'm sure there's lots of people who love the love the pokemon but but yeah, it's one of those things that maybe it's a matter of age, but it just kind of goes by me. But it's extremely popular, right? It's hugely popular. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, both sides of the Pacific, apparently. You know, speaking of Teletubbies, Teletubbies, you're right. It is weird. And I don't know how we got there from video games. But Teletubbies is weird in that, I mean, it's weirder than even, like, Sid and Marty Croft. Well, and also, to my understanding, it is, it is kind of a cult. I mean, it does have kind of a following from people who are not two- or three-year-olds. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so, so it is. Oh, I can imagine it, people across the country sitting in front of their a Teletype episode with their bong and just hanging yeah. out on the couch and just chilling. Yeah. Sure, sure. It's like uh, I think I, it's, I may do that later. <laughs> yeah, it's like My Little Pony, right? My Little Pony has a following that's outside of what you consider normal. Yeah, yeah. In many ways, outside. Of what I <laughs> and I'll consider. just leave it at that. <laughs> Um, a lot of the Halo stuff, I'm going to bring that up as well. Um, some, sure. some of those have been very cool. Um, and ultimately, they just all become remakes of Aliens. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking through. There's a couple else I wanted to mention. Uh, Max Payne, the Mark Wahlberg movie. Yeah, you know, I never saw that. Uh, what did, Have you seen that? Uh No. <laughs> I was consi- when I said Max Payne, I thought is that that movie with Damon Wayans in it, and it's like no, that's a different movie. Yeah, but... it's, uh, Major Payne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> so, Don't so ask there me you why go. I know so, that. Like, Max Max Payne is that is that Damon Wayans movie? No, no, yeah, it's yeah, uh, no. it's a movie based upon a video game. Pseudo- but what is that about? What it is was, I haven't it was seen a it. Pseudo noir about a guy whose wife is killed and he's blamed for it. He's a cop. And it's okay. super, super noir, super, super gun heavy, super, super, you know. So, so is the game like a first person shooter? 
I want to say it's third person. Like you're looking over his shoulder the whole time. Okay, that maybe I yeah, just I got yeah. my terminology wrong. So what's a first person shooter game versus first, a third person first, shooter game? First person shooter is you're looking through their eyes. Third person is you're looking over their shoulder. And okay, I, in other words, you see the you see their head and their back. Yeah. Okay, and then the first person is you just see a hand with a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, all right. Yeah. Is there I a guess, second person shooter? Other no, other than. You're, that would be weird. You're, I know, yeah. Let's look, make a second-person shooter yeah, movie. Nobody's done it. Yeah, you look at the person. You look at you shoot someone through another person's eyes. That's weird. Um, and uh, a, a two films that bombed that I don't understand why they did, not because they were good, just because it seemed like they had a built-in audience. Um, uh, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Saw it. And uh, Tekken. Didn't Her, see it. Um, Tekken was cool. It was, it's, it's a, you know, it's one of those, you know, it's all going to Hans Island, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of these, the D- DOA, same kind of thing, really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember, now I remember DOA. It was that, it was the Yeah, big, Jamie like, Presley. Yeah, everyone in bikinis and they're yeah, on the beach yeah. doing gymnastic martial arts. <laughs> well, you know, I, I guess I could, I guess I could go with that, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Gymnastic martial arts. I, I like that. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, okay. uh, but it, but it's a but it's a it's a fun movie, and um, it, it is it is more of a martial arts movie, and you know you can never go wrong when Eric Roberts is the villain, <laughs> and Eric he was Roberts. the villain in that. But yeah, you have some you have some really nice uh, like Jamie Presley's in it, and there's a actress who's not bad. I've seen her in a few things. I think her name's Devin Aoki. I think yeah, her name oh, is Devin Aoki. She was uh, yeah. uh, Miho in Sin City. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so she's in that, and then uh, I think the other actress is uh, Holly Valance, I believe the name. Is. Okay. So, so it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. Right. But on. yeah, it's more of it's guy centric, shall we say? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely guy centric, which most of these movies probably are. In many yes. ways, right? Although that's I mean, that's rapidly changing. Yeah, I mean, I would think, I would think ultimately, if there's a female following, would would it be? I mean, where would where would we go? Where, where do we think that the the female following would be? I mean, Pokemon, perhaps. Oh man, I don't even want. But as far as the live action movies, well, I think yeah, there's always sure. going to be ex- exceptions to rules. You know what I mean? These days, yeah. women are doing gaming um, um, more than men are. Number one. Okay. Um, they are more active. They are uh, uh, playing games that you wouldn't. You know, there, there's no. I don't think there's really such a thing anymore. Is like, you know, um, a, of course there's like, there are My Little Pony games, and there are there games that you clearly are marketed for. For what many would consider archetypes of male and female, but on the other hand, gamers—I think gamers are, are different—and gamers are, are pan gender and pan. You know what I mean? It's like there's there's really no way to say like, well, girls don't play Call of Duty when you can go on Twitch right now and find dozens of girls that are kicking ass at at, at Call of Call of Duty. So yeah. Um, and just because I can say that I don't necessarily know a lot of female gamers doesn't mean that they don't exist. Exactly. And they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and and I don't, you know, I, I know what I see as I walk, hang out creepily in a, 
in uh, the game yeah, store. Yeah, no, I think you might want to change that creepily. No. I think you might want to come up with a, Look, I, another... A guy my age walking into a game store, it always... He's either, you know, autistic or or he's... <laughs> Or Autistic. something, or he's a creeper. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's like a it's creeper. Hard. I think it's, we're losing our audience now. No, no, no. I'm saying it's hard. To, it's it's. There's not a lot of guys my age that that are actively gaming, and I'm probably wrong in that. Just because I don't know any doesn't mean they doesn't they don't exist. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, um, are there See, any... like I would think I would think Underworld would have a decent female following as a series of as a franchise. I th- yeah, I think Resident Evil would. Yeah, and and Resident Evil I, I, again. One franchise is a video game franchise. One isn't, but but you, again, strong female lead, which which appeals to guys, but I think also appeals to to the gals. Laura Croft, well. same thing. Where I don't think you would yeah. get a, a a big female audience for some of the you know the DOA movies. Yeah, like yeah, 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 for sure for that or Hitman or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Blood Rain and that kind of stuff. Maybe right. Well, <laughs> you never know though. <laughs> You get the Uwe Boll audience, however small that is. <laughs> what? It's oh. an Uwe Boll film. Oh, um, my gosh. We've beaten him up a little too much today. I'd love to. We, uh, it, it, he is an auteur. He does have a certain style. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I applaud him for he gets things done. They may, they <laughs> may not be great, but, they, but he gets them done. But, and, you know, that's uh, the thing. is like Roger Corman, you could say the same thing, right? Roger I do. Corman, Roger Corman has has made some interesting movies. Has made some kind of cult classic well, movies. Yeah, but if you, you know, you're you throw enough <laughs> you know, big enough spread with a shotgun, you're going to hit something. I guess so. It's like it's the equivalent of a blind squirrel finds a nut occasionally, I guess. <laughs> uh, aren't so, they remaking a isn't he remaking Death Race? Yeah, he already he, did. Yeah. It's out. It's out. It's now. out? Yeah, yeah. It's out. Literally, it's out playing now. It's in the yeah. theaters? I don't know if it's wow. in the theaters, but I think it's out on like VOD or or whatever else. Um, okay. Oh, there... so it's not it's the direct to video thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure it might get some sort of a theatrical, but that's my understanding of it. Um, are there any of these things that you would recommend over the others? Like if someone said to you, "Give me your give me 3." Okay. Well, here's the thing. Okay, I I I'll li- I'm going to limit it to just live action films okay. based upon video games, right? Because there are some good uh, as you pointed out, there are some good uh, movies that are that are animated or computer generated. Final Fantasy, I think, is isn't bad, but I'll, I'm just going to stick to live okay, action. That's fair. So, um, the one one of the earliest ones, and the one that kind of I think most people would point to, and, and a quick sidebar too, I'll say that there's there's no re, there's no uh, video game movie that I've seen that that transcends the genre. Right when when I saw when I saw um, the Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, I felt that that transcended the superhero genre, right? Okay. I don't. I don't think I've. I, I, there's yet. I've yet to see a video game movie where it's just like, yeah, that's that's so unique and different that it transcends the genre. But having said that, if we stick within the genre, then I think most people would point to, including myself, Mortal Kombat, the first one. Sure. That that's fun. I guess what they said earlier, great soundtrack. Uh, uh, definitely, it's a movie that I could watch again. Almost all these video game movies, I probably would not watch again. But that's one I have seen a couple of times, and I would certainly uh, point to that. Um, I would say you can pick them as you see them, but I would recommend the Resident Evil franchise. 
Sure. Uh, there's movies within the franchise that are better than others, so I'll leave that up to the, the listener as far as what they think is good. But uh, but yeah, I, I think that's probably the best franchise, the most successful franchise. If it's possible to transcend the video game franchise um, or, or video film tag, then I would say that's probably the, the series that's done it. Um, I did like... Um, DOA, Dead or Alive. It, again, cheesy but fun. I look at it as like kind of a martial arts movie, more so than a um, than a uh, 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 video game movie. Um, and that's probably it. I I mean I I, I might give a nod to the first Hitman movie because because I, I did find that kind of fun. But see, that's ultimately what we're what we're talking about. It's just like yeah, that was enjoyable, but there's nothing where you go like yeah, that's definitive. Yeah, that you was know? awesome. What are the best Stanley Kubrick movies? Oh, I'm on that one. Yeah. Right. But I, I can't I can't do that for 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 this. But so yeah, I, I'd go. You can't go wrong with the with uh, with the, the uh, Resident Evil franchise, uh, Mortal Kombat. Agreed. I think those are probably the best of the genre. Agreed. And then uh, uh, guilty pleasures would be DOA and the first hit first Hitman. Um, I would agree across, uh, with Mortal Kombat, Resident Evil. I would probably throw the first Silent Hill in there. Yeah, and I haven't seen that, so that's why it's not on my list. I'm going to watch that. Uh, my, my also, my also ran is uh, the Final Fantasy Advent Children, Last Starfighter, and Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I would put those. Sure, those Scott Pilgrim's really good. If we want to count it as, it, it's it's not a pure based upon a video game, but yes, I would I would put that on there for right, sure. Right, right. All, All right. right. Even Tron, even the first Tron. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's, it's still kind of a fun cultish movie, mm-hmm. uh, but again, it's not really based on a a game. They, yeah. they kind of go hand in I hand. I think we're okay leaving it in here. Uh, so, um, moving on to some other stuff, uh, I wanted to go through. Uh, I was hoping that 2017 would be better, <clears throat> but uh, 2017 um, turns out it's going to be every bit as sucky as 2016 for a thousand reasons. But um, we've already got a handful of deaths. Um, and I wanted to go over those just really, really quick, um, mention them, and then we'll move on to some news, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, first of all, I wanted to talk about John Hurt. <clears throat> that really bummed me out. The, the death of John Hurt really bummed me out. Um, amazing dude. And uh, yeah. uh, great actor and was in a ton of stuff. And, you know, as my wife said with a pout the other day, she goes, uh, it's Hellboy's dad. And you just <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I remember. I think the, I think my earliest memory of him is in the I Claudius TV series. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He played Caligula. Uh huh. And um, he was really, really good. And the strange thing about Hurt is, like, I think he was seventy-seven when he passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy always looked like he was seventy-seven. I know. Right? He's like Harry Dean like, Stanton. Yeah, it just uh, like yeah. Uh, he just looked old when he was young. But yeah, fine, fine actor. And of I course, will... a lot of people remember him as the the war doctor and the Doctor Who stuff. Right, right. I will say that uh, uh, um, if you get a chance, uh, one of my favorite roles of his is as an aging gangster in Forty Four Inch Chest. Um, it's a foul mouthed film, and it's awesome. He gives some of the greatest speech with. Some and it's just foul. <laughs> yeah, I, and it's hilarious. Um, yeah, good actor, solid. Again, Ollivander, he was in Alien. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, 
next up, Mary Tyler Moore. This also really bummed me out because <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore growing up was sort of represented a lot to a lot of people at the time, you know, the independent woman and, and people. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and she was sort of in that pantheon for the, the early Tom pantheon with, with people like Carolyn Jones. And, you know, like you really thought they were great and you were really into them. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I always, I, I liked, I liked her look, especially in the, uh, Dick Van Dyke show. Oh yeah. Those she, had a, she had a, yeah, she had a certain look that I like. So like my, my early, my early pantheon is, it's Carolyn Jones and Julie Newmar. And, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, um, uh, what's, uh, uh, Emma Peel, uh, just forgot her name. Uh, um, um, Diana Rigg. Diana Rigg, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Again, interesting, all independent women, Yeah. right? Yeah. And that's interesting, as a, as a child, as a young boy, I'm really drawn to these actresses who are basically uh, playing independent, strong-type women. There you go. Um, I, on, online, I saw uh, a clip from the old Mary Tyler Moore show of um, the eulogy being given at Chuckles the Clown. Oh, yeah, that's classic. Yeah. Uh, funeral. That's Absolutely hilarious. hilarious. And I love that a lot of these, like, MeTV and stuff are doing, like, big marathons, right? Or did or are doing big marathons of Mary Tyler Moore show. There are uh, certain actors that... They always they always use the expression the camera loves this actor right, yeah. and and Mary Tyler Moore had that ability because mm-hmm. there's some if you put me on film you're gonna go ah but <laughs> you put her on film it's like you just can't help but smile yeah right yeah. she's awesome it's, it's, yeah it's just like every time you see her she just she's just uh, and she basically did a lot of comedy but but she's just like, well ordinary... you enjoy watching her but she was a fine actress ordinary, ordinary people, people. Yeah. she she did a fine job but yeah. but it's just yeah she she's That's the right. kind of actor that can light up a room mm-hmm. and, and Turn that's the world on with her smile exactly and that that is kind of a rarity and i think that's why she was so successful and to be in two iconic tv shows says right. a lot too right 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 um we also lost uh mike connor's Mannix. yeah Mannix. um that i'm i thought to be honest i thought he was already gone um that kind of guy i mean he was a smoker drinker you yeah know, um but yeah, he was more of a he was more of a uh, and I don't mean this as an insult by any standard, but he was more like of a journeyman actor. Yeah. Right. Because he, he did a lot of things. I mean, Mannix is probably his big claim to fame. Right. As a, as a TV show. But he was in a lot of stuff mm-hmm. um, that you probably don't even remember that he was a lot in. of Westerns. A lot. Of, yeah. 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 Um, and then finally, um, Barbara Hale, who played Della Street. Oh, sure. Yeah. In uh, on the Perry Mason show. She died as well. And, yeah. Um, I always liked her. Yeah, she was another one, another strong, independent w- woman that yes. was operating within a man's world and um, still, you know, so good on her. And then she's the mother of that actor that was in The Greatest American Hero. Was it William Cat? Really? William Cat? Is that the guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's his mom. Wow. Yeah, William Cat. There you yeah, go. Barbara uh, Hill was his mom. A couple of pieces of news and then and then we'll, we'll get out of here. Um the new, and I'm, I tried to keep some of these video game related, so you probably will give a shit about a lot of this. But uh, now, don't new, lose your audience before you even start. No, I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. Um, well, I've got to be here, so you haven't lost yeah. me. <laughs> Kevin Smith is uh, is a char- a playable character in the new Call of Duty, and uh, <laughs> I I just shrug at that. <laughs> I mean, the the footage I saw is Kevin Smith in a hockey jersey running a, running down a hallway with you know with a gun. 
All I can think of is the first guy killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I said I said online. Uh, I said uh, you know it's fantasy because Kevin Smith was running. Yeah, uh, exactly. We kid, we kid, we kid. Uh, this will, this might excite you. There, there's a Apocalypse Now video game Kickstarter being done. Um, well, that is interesting. Yes, I am a big fan of Apocalypse Now. So if you go to Kickstarter and put in Apocalypse Now, I'm sure you can get all the information. It's uh, it looked like you were the premises that you're kind of on a as we said before there are other stories to be told within the framework of that world and that sure. and i think this is going to be one of them i don't think you're playing willard i think you're playing um another thing another guy with another mission after another crazy dude well as long as kevin smith is not colonel kurtz I, <laughs> I, I, i'm good that would be fun. oh my god yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, as long as he's not in it, I'm okay. Oh my god, the players! Um, they're they're remaking every which way but loose. I know nothing other than. Oh, really? Yeah, I know nothing Why? other than the fact that yeah. <laughs> you do this all the time to me. You I, you tell me stuff because I have to admit I'm kind of out of touch. It's like I'm just like why why yeah. who's in it? The joke I I have no idea. They haven't cast it that yet. They oh, just okay. said they were doing it. Um, the joke I made earlier was that the as Clyde they're gonna cast harambe <laughs> oh gee oh. all right um moving on uh richard kelly is working on a donnie darko 2 other than the other donnie darko 2 yeah because that was the one that dealt with uh, which i didn't see it but it dealt with his sister yeah yeah I think that, this one... that, did you see that no okay no no um it makes sense that he would go back to it he didn't have i don't i don't know that he did the last did he do the last one or did someone else direct the Donnie Darko 2? I don't remember. Yeah, anyway. I'm not. See, anyway. I'm, not, I'm not familiar. Um, you know, Richard Kelly, you know, I, I, I don't even know what to say. His, his films are, are they're misunderstood, I think. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, him returning to a, the franchise that made him famous makes sense. There were some names dropped also about... Um, potential castings in this Green Lantern core that they seem to be in a big rush to make. And okay. the names that hit the, that are on the table right now are Jake Gyllenhaal, <clears throat> Army Hammer, because why not? Because I mean, <laughs> <clears throat> he was so outstanding in the Lone Ranger. Well they they've they've thrown him in like the Lone Ranger will make him a star. Nope. Um Man from Uncle will make him a star. Nope. Um which actually, the Man from Uncle movie is way worth seeing. Yeah, no, I like the movie. In fact, he's not a bad actor. I mean, he he was great in The Social Network, where he played twins. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, he's he's a good actor. It's just it's mm -hmm. kind of like you know coming back to Battleship, which we mentioned earlier. A lot of people lay that dog right on Taylor Kitsch's doorstep, but because uh, in that that same year, Kitsch was in John Carter, Battleship, and then Savages, Oliver Stone Savages, and he did a hell of a job in Savages, but. Um, I liked him in, in John Carter. I liked the movie. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think he's a good actor, but sometimes these guys get painted with the, the movie. That's what's always fascinates me. This is kind of my soapbox moment. Is like, well, Liam Neeson's in that movie, but no one paints that movie on him. You know, right. paints him with the, with the moniker of a bad movie. So, yeah, I think yeah. Army Hammer is, 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 is not a bad actor. It's just that sometimes he's just made some wrong turns in movies. But so has Johnny Depp, and no one seems to hold yeah. it together. Now, Liam Neeson has, has – there's a lot of shit on that guy's filmography. 
Yeah, the guy's a working actor. You give him a decent script, a somewhat decent script, maybe not a decent <laughs> script. If he, wants. it's like I always remember Michael Caine said that he would take a script if, it, if he just because he wanted to travel to some country. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, or, or work with someone or whatever. Yeah, but he's a working actor too, right? Yeah. I mean, he'll he'll make schlock as, as well as great movies. So here's here's I can't, some... I can't I can't nail him, but they they've earned the cred, right? Yeah, they earned the cred to do that. Where Army Hammer, unfortunately, probably hasn't earned the cred. Well, yet. we're we're gonna go up the ladder here, and and um, you'll see people with cred. Uh, oddly enough, the next name Ryan Reynolds. Oh, oh, and the in the in the movie the uh, Green Lantern Corps. The Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. yeah that, okay. That's that, sure. I don't. I, I don't know why they would do that, but sure. Um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I'm surprised he'd want to do it, but okay. Uh, and then they have uh, three names that surprise me: Bradley. Cooper. Unless he's playing Deadpool. Is he playing Deadpool in the Green Lantern Corps? Is he yeah, one no. of the members Deadpool? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind then. Um, Bradley Cooper. Now remember, right. this is like what three or four um, Green Lanterns. So yeah, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. It's the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Which sure, why not? You put him in everything else. Um, yeah, Joel McHale. <laughs> okay, is he, he's not going to be in Apocalypse Now, is he? I hope uh, uh-huh. Kevin Smith and Joel McHale in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, well, I don't know what he's doing. So before I laugh. Uh, well, clearly he might be. He he's playing one of the. I'm guessing snarky, Green Lanterns or one of okay, the snarky yeah. lanterns. And then he's finally, got the snarking. And then finally, is Mark Strong anywhere in that in that group? No, no, no. Because uh, Mark Strong, I mean, he's the best one in the Green Lantern movie. Mark's, yeah, agreed, agreed. I mean, he should be in this Green Lantern Corps. Um, he ah, who knows? He made. And then the final name that really kind of surprised me was Tom Cruise. Wow, really? Yeah. That is surprising. But huh. there you go. I don't know that we the world needs a Green Lantern Corps movie, but no, are these rumored names or these confirmed names? No, these are rumored names. Rumored names. Okay, so we could have like one of these guys or two of these guys, not necessarily all yeah. of these guys. Well, probably okay. if I'm gonna make any guess, it's one of these guys and Army Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, where, where's the diversity in this group? Uh, right. Where's I, I, isn't Hollywood going to be trying to be more diverse these days? Yeah. What, where's Where's Idris Elba? Yeah. Where's, where's <laughs> the diverse? Yeah, he'd be great. He would be Why great. Why not? He, he would, would be great. great. He would be great. Yeah. Um, bunch of trailers got released. I'm going to boycott that movie because it has no diversity. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. By the time it gets to screen, I'm sure. It will. All right. Well, then I'll go see it. Um, some trailers and nothing really exciting. Uh, Kung Fu Yoga, the new Jackie Chan film, which ha- features one of the weirdest him in a him driving a cab with a CG lion in the back, and they both as the car goes off of a of a ledge of some sort, you know, yeah. both of them make the oh. <laughs> 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 you might as well put Lippy the Lion in there. Yeah, <laughs> Come yeah. on. This, it's literally a, it's a CG lion that, that makes this sort wow. of like like wide-eyed gape mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it looks horrible. <laughs> Lippy it, the Lion is probably a little too much of an old reference for those people listening, but yeah. that's an old cartoon that's, show. Um, it looks it looks really horrible. It does wow, look, what, happened, what happened to Jackie Chan? It does look like a return to... Um, uh, uh, you know those bigger, bigger stunts. You know he's I, gone. I think are the, the you know the 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 Tokyo stories. The you know the more gritty dramas. This is more like big, fun, goofy stunts and you know. Yeah. 
Um, okay. A movie called. Oh, yeah, is that, guy, is that guy in his fifties? How old is Jackie Chan? Oh, he's got to be in his sixties at 60s? least. I, I'm in my fifties. <laughs> he's got to be at least in his mid to late sixties. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm he, still in my twenties, so yeah, right. Um, a, a movie called Colossal uh, with Anne uh, Hathaway. Hathaway. Okay. Uh, where she, it's a she's in Japan. A gaiju attacks, and she discovers that she has a psychic link where she can. By moving her body, she can operate the gaiju. Oh, okay. It sounds like Pacific Rim almost. Kind of. Um, it's kind of a mixture between of a of a gaiju movie and like a art house coming not a finding yourself kind of movie. Okay. For one yeah. of a better word, um, it looked fun. It, the it, it looked enjoyable. Uh, and then something called Cat Fight with Sandra Oh and Anne Heche. Which is mm. the trailer's two minutes long, and it's a minute forty-five of them punching each other. So it's like, hey, you want to go see these two girls punch each other? This is the it's way like that uh, Ice Cube movie, Fist Fight. Is that the concept? Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> whatever it was called. But um... now I haven't seen any one of those trailers. Yeah, but I have seen. Um... Two trailers, which are different than the original trailers that you've seen, and it really makes me want to see the movies. Uh, Logan. Yes. New trailer. Really dug that one. Um, uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yes. Really dug that one. Looks good. And looks, looks like a shot-for-shot remake of the anime, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, if you can cool. be sucked in, yeah, if you can be sucked in by just the trailer, which is what trailers should do, uh, because both of those trailers, Logan, Ghost in the Shell, had previous trailers, which... You, you didn't get much from them. These these last two that I saw, you uh, which may be recent ones, I'm assuming, um, are really good and make me really want to see both these movies. And, of course, uh, Blade Runner 2049, yeah, which, which, is uh, I'm, which I'm is definitely fun. looking forward to. Yeah. So those are the three that I've seen. But those are more conventional, I guess. So the other thing I wanted to mention is um, they released a bunch of mini featurettes for, the, for John Wick 2. For what? And for John Wick 2. Oh, John Wick 2, sure. And, yeah, uh, you know I, uh, that's a given. They, they could just say John Wick two and not show me anything, and I'm I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks great. It, it really does. looks great. What, um, what's the concept? It looks like from the the trailer is the video that somebody's put a contract out on him. And he's got all these guys coming at him. I'm gonna go out. The on, idea? I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that the bad guy from John Wick had a brother. Yeah. And yeah, the they, they always seem to. Yeah, or there's a reason. Yeah, it sounds like somebody put a contract out on it. Yeah, yeah. There was I a scene to get from the trader. There was a scene they released the last couple of days of uh, with Lawrence Fishburne, and he yeah. explains that there's a seven million dollar bounty on his on his. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, I love John Wick. Yeah, Common Common is in it. Um, this there was a whole featurette on. Uh, training all the actors on the use of firearms and fighting and, and it, and it just really, really looks fun. Um, and yeah, that, you know, Keanu Reeves has, has done a fine job too. I mean, yeah. uh, 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 you know, back in the day, I wasn't always a big Keanu Reeves fan, but, uh, um, he's impressed me over the years with some of the roles that he's chosen to do. Yeah, I think so. I think that, um, uh, he still makes the weird decision now and again, um, he just did this movie, Knock Knock. Oh yeah, I didn't uh, see it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> who's not there? Right? Yeah, uh, the audience. Um, <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> so 
uh, I'm happy for it, but I, I, and I and I just love the fact that you know the, there are these two directors now that I can get really excited about um, because it's super cool. Um, is the director of uh, the second John Wick movie the same as the first John Wick movie? Yes, and I oh, also want to say now they're one of them is going to direct Deadpool two. Oh, and, the John Wick director is yeah, and then okay. the other one is going to direct something else. I know we talked about it on the show. Okay, wait a minute. So, so the John Wick and John Wick Two, it's the same director. Yeah, there's two guys. He's, oh, there's two directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and and, and, they're, and, they're, and one of them's going to do Deadpool. Yes. And then the other one's going to do what? This other thing. I, I forget what it was. It's it's an adaptation of something. Um, anyway, look it up, you people. You know how to use the internet. Um, but uh, yeah, so another career two careers to follow and i'm i'm excited about that um what else uh are there any films you've seen that you want to sort of highlight and tell people about well you know yeah i'll i'll, I'll say one i mean the most i the most recent films that we i saw was underworld blood wars and resident evil the final chapter and we kind of covered that but there's one film that i saw at, at towards the end of 2016 which i think is still out there and i would definitely recommend it I really enjoyed this movie. It's it's very different, and um, uh, it's it's not if you if you're a fan, once again if you're a fan of film and great acting, check this out. It's called Nocturnal Animals. Oh, okay, I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah, and Amy Adams is in it, and Jake Gyllenhaal, and a guy that I like quite a bit, uh, Michael Shannon. Mm-hmm. He's also in it, and there's a there's a turn there. There's a guy, Aaron Taylor Johnson. He plays kind of the villain of the piece. And his his acting is outstanding. Um, I I would have nominated him for an Academy Award as a supporting actor. He's he's just outstanding. But this is a a very interesting film that's going to make you maybe feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, but it's if you're a film buff, uh, check it out. Nocturnal Animals. That's a film that I liked quite a bit. Right on. Yeah, I had read a couple of interviews or reviews of it, and it said good things. Um, yeah. Me, I, I'm still doing the movie a day thing. Uh, highlights. Go to my website; you can find it all. But um, and the 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 366 from last year. Um, a couple of films I want to mention: uh, Tentacles, which is a terrible um, octopus movie. Uh, Night in the City. I've seen the prequel that I think was called Testicles. Ah, <laughs> um, yeah, not, uh, an old classic, uh, Night in the City, which was great. Um, some a German film called Girl by the Lake. It's sort of a murder mystery. A body is found in a small town by the lake, and yeah. um, uh, it, it's quite good. And uh, disappointingly, I've talked about it before, but I rewatched uh, um, uh, a movie called Oxford Murders by Alex Della Iglesia, who usually does comedies and the, uh, comedy horror genre kind of thing. Oxford Murders is terrible. Um. John Hurt is in it. Um, uh, Elijah Wood is in it, and uh, competently made. It's but it was English language film, and he just you can just tell he he's out of his element. So, um, which saddens me because I, I I love that guy's films. He did uh, Axiom Mutante, Day of the Bees, The Last Circus. Um, yeah, you know that's a film. I have to admit, I watched because I was reading your reviews, and oh, you really really like Last Circus. It's a great movie. And so I, yeah, so I figured like, wow, I think I think he gave it like five out of five or however you rate it. Yeah, him. I think that if a good double feature is that and um, like Santa Sangre. Yeah, so I watched that uh, last circus and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, 
yeah, good film. Yeah. It's different though, not for everybody, but yeah, it's one of those things. Axiom Mutante. Mutante is the same. My favorite film of his, I always want to mention this every chance I get, is a movie called 800 Bullets. If you can, run, don't walk to find that one. That one's really great. Go ahead. Let me ask you, uh, because you you did this last year, the 366 films, is it tough watching a film literally per day? I mean, I, sometimes I wonder, like, because I go to a lot of films, and but no, I probably don't watch nowhere near the, the amount you watch, but sometimes I wonder that, am I watching too many movies? Because right? like, there's a lot of bad stuff that you end up watching. Yeah, there's nothing and I worse. I kind of wonder. Go ahead. There's nothing worse than halfway through a movie realizing this is not going to go anywhere, and I'm and yeah. I'm strapped in for another 45 minutes. That's when usually I'll start to my mind wanders and I, and I look around. Um, the the problem that I've noticed out of all over the last year and now change, um, you begin to see more of like world building and like introduction of characters and i always talk about on the podcast about you bring watching the writer and the director bring pieces out onto the table you see the mechanic you start to see the mechanics of it you realize like oh this is just this um uh and that can take i think some of the magic away for want of a better word but uh uh you know, I still love. It. I mean, the the it's worth it when you stumble up in the film you you took a chance on and um, you've never heard of, and it's really really good. And yeah, I just I'm always reminded of a, a line by uh, the the philosopher Schopenhauer, who said that a small library well organized is better than a large library disorganized. Yes. And sometimes we see so many films where we don't even remember them, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or like you say, you lose interest. And I sometimes wonder, is it better to have watched like just the great movies and maybe the near great movies and just kind of stayed away from all the stuff that, you know, we watch on a daily basis or well, think, weekly basis? I think you have. I don't to, have an answer, but I just I kind of ponder that sometimes. Well, I think that you have to weigh it out where in order to under, to do appreciate the really good films, you got to sit through a couple of really sucky ones. Um, um so, but, but don't you get to the point where you're you're old enough where you can kind of smell the sucking ones coming? Yeah, I well, well I'm still so like, why do it, right? Th- these days, but I'll do it. I mean, I'll, I'll go see movies where I know they're not going to be good. I'll go see them because they're well, genre movies or whatever. But sometimes I, I do question my motivation on that. Uh, you lose, you gain me or lose me usually at the trailer. Okay, and, and yeah. usually I'm going to default. Personally, I de- I'm going to default to uh, whether or not I'm going to add it to my. DVD queue. Um, going going to theaters, man, it's just a bummer now. It's it's there's a, it can be for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, if uh, you look at last year's films, all the films you saw last year, your 366 because it was yes. leap year. What percentage were great? What percentage were mediocre? And what percentage was like total waste of my time? Uh, I would say 70, 30, 70 being good i got lucky because i also targeted like some of those days i saw two films and okay I, and i wanted to there was the one that of the two there was the one i wanted to promote so 70 percent you're saying are, are are good very good to great well great pro- great is probably 10 okay so more like like so more like 10 10 60 uh you're saying like well, okay, yeah, so 10, 60, 10%. Yeah, okay, 10, 10, 60, 10 being great, and then a big portion of them were probably... Being you know, worth your time. You enjoyed your song. Yeah, 
And then there okay. was the the rest that were absolutely terrible. But then again, the the terrible ones I knew going in were terrible. I don't go into a zombie yeah. porn film thinking it was going to be great. But I yeah. figure well, it's something I should probably see. Yeah, well, that's, that's, see, that's interesting because it accomplishes two things. One, it says, like, you saw a lot of good movies. Yeah. Which is, which is good. But I also, uh, a lot of what I saw wasn't American. Yeah. But, and but and also, a lot of it was old. Yeah. Because that's, True. My, that's how I roll. So. But still, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I agree. I mean, most, most of the movies, uh, when I go to the theaters, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing mostly probably American movies for the most part, with some foreign films mixed in there, mm-hmm. but... But it also says that you kind of know the bad going in. It's like you know what it's yeah, going you, to be bad. I don't have to see, you know, are we there yet to know that it's bad. Yeah. And the reason you don't say, like, I know this is going to be bad, but I'm not kicking it to the curb because I work in a certain field and I do certain things and it's probably who's me to watch then, this movie and write about it. And then over time, my opinion gets uh, begins to get crafted by the reviews that I'm reading. And, and yeah. I'm, pr- I'm pretty good about checking that stuff out. Um, and then I just have to make the decision. Is it something, am I going to watch that or am I going to watch this brand new Takashi Miyake film? Well, you know, yeah. clearly I'm going to go. But do you still have an enthusiasm for all these films that you watch? I mean, yeah. you still have a lot, because I know sometimes you, you kind of get burned out. Yeah, but... and there's also there's also the, the comfort aspect. For a while there, I was going yeah. through these 70s Italian and Spanish giallos. And, um, yeah. and there's a comfort factor there, because it was, as I remember, it was right around the time of the election and I could, I was needing the comfort. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, 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 yeah, overall, I think it's important because number one, it's made me watch films where, when I could have just stared out a window. Um, but it also collaterally has inspired people to go to maybe watch a film that night. Wouldn't, you know? Yes. And people like yourself and a couple of other people on Facebook have told me, like, I would never have watched that movie. It wasn't for your recommendation. So that, that's Yeah, yeah. That's Last good. Circus is a good example. Yeah, that's good. That's I didn't know anything about that movie, but here's a friend of mine who really, really likes this movie. So let me go check it out. And yeah. I did enjoy it. Yeah, it was good. Um, so anyway, so sorry uh, about last week we announced that we were going to do, uh, have a guest, uh, not uh, uh, not Brian, another guest. Uh, uh, what am I, chopped liver? Yeah, right. Um, well, um, thank you very much, not and, Brian. And right. do and do we were doing going to be doing a, a an entire show on a on a on the organizer of the Cinekink Festival in New Jersey. I want to say it's a, we were going to do the porn film that had to be moved off, so that's going to be next week, um, and that'll be fun. So uh, that's what's going on there. Um, Langley and Heather should be back. Brian, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, my pleasure as always. And uh, um, we will see you guys next week uh, for the Bonus Material Podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. And I'm Brian Ellison. Stay scary.